Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. And I'm Chieko Dunham. Ghibli Minute is the podcast where we talk about Studio Ghibli movies, one minute at a time. Minute by minute. Or minute by minute, that's another way to say that. Today we're talking about Grave of the Fireflies, Minute 5. We made it to the end of the first of the week. week with Grave of the Fireflies. Mm -hmm. This minute starts with a single firefly moving across this ghost train car as we've called it, mm -hmm. and it ends with the boy, the teenage boy that we've seen, burying food. I think that's what he's doing, right? So we end the, we start with the end of the credits. Mm -hmm. Producer Toruhara, I think we talked about a lot, at Nausicaa, right? Yeah. He was the head of, what was the top studio or whatever the studio was? that. I don't he, remember. I don't remember it either, but that was the studio that basically... All those people became the core of Ghibli. Mm -hmm. Screenplay and director, or written and directed by Isao Takahata. Isao Takahata. So is this his third movie, I guess? It did, yeah. Yeah, probably. His third movie? As director. As director? He didn't direct Horace? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No? It's, I mean, He started with Horace, Prince of the... So he's, I mm -hmm. guess, looking True. at IMDb, he directed Okami Shonen Ken is a tv series mm -hmm. and is in 63 and his first movie was horace prince of the sun in mm -hmm. 1968 did a bunch of other tv series moretsu ataro gegege no kitaro <gasps> in 71 no one episode oh maybe it's your favorite episode i don't know oh maybe it is oshimagari <laughs> apache yakugun lupin the third he did uh, 15 episodes of that Dude. <laughs> so that's all a bunch of TV work. Then he uh, mm. directed a short, a couple shorts. Panda Go Panda. Panda Go Panda Rainy Day Circus. Try saying those two movies over <laughs> and over again. Isamo the Wilderness Boys, another TV series, 73. Then he directed Heidi in the Mountains. Oh, Have you seen that. that one? You know of it? I know of it. I know there's there's like a tutoring service in Japan. That uses clips from that show very often. In so he directed the movie in 74 and then 52 episodes of a TV series. Yeah. Like it sounds like they're two separate things, but yeah. obviously he wanted a follow-up mm -hmm. of the other. Did they do Anne of Green Gables? You know that? I know Anne of Green. I'm familiar with yeah, but like I'm... Heidi, yeah. Heidi's a separate thing. Yeah. Did he do? Did he do any of the Anne of Green Gables? Yes. He did one episode of the 1979. Mm-hmm episode that he did is matthew cuthbert is surprised do you know that one no heidi Ascuola, heidi in Chita. i don't know what those are three thousand leagues in search of mother the tv series heidi torna tra i monti uh, what a bunch of heidi's in different in italian i guess 1981 he directed chie the brat i am a brat <laughs> this this prophetic a movie about you <laughs> Chie Takemoto is a small, dependable girl who lives in Osaka with her dad. She has two goals. To get her troublesome father, who runs a tavern, some work, and then get him to make up with her mother, who left him. Oh. Huh. I have to run that one down, too. And then Gosh the Cellist, as we talked about the other day, 1982. Mm-hmm. Chie, a TV series. Uh, a, the Story of Yanagawa's Canals, which is a documentary. Huh. Is that an animated documentary? Or no? It doesn't look like it. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that is weird. 
Reminds me of those, uh, a while ago somebody released a bunch of really early Kubrick movies. Like one of them was basically promo film for the uh, Siemens Union. It's like all about how cool the Union was and how much good it did. And yeah. How it helped out uh, sailors and everything. Let's see. And then uh, after the story of the canals, that was in 87. And then 1988, Grave of the Fireflies. He, in 2010, he directed Anne of Green Gables, Road to Green Gables. Mm. Hmm. That is not on our list of Ghibli movies, though. E yeah. <laughs> Might be a different company. Yeah, it's for Nippon Animation Company. Yeah. Okay. Isao Takahara, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. So they're riding along in this ghost train. They look out the window. Yeah. Sesko has trouble opening the can, oh, as yeah. I've yes. described. She asks her brother to open it, and he does it. So this is, this looks exactly like the cans. You empathize with this. As children. Or I did. Yeah. She doesn't get your candy out, and then she's like swinging her feet in her geta. Yeah. And they look out and see the window and see a firebombing in progress. So I don't know what, Yeah. since this is a ghost train, it you seems like they're... They're traveling back in time to the beginning of the yeah, story. Yeah, it seems like that's what they're doing. So I did some, refreshed my memory and have some notes about the the firebombing campaign. Mm -hmm. So there's there's an article on uh, in Wikipedia on like the air raids against Japan. Mm -hmm. So it started off, of course, with the Doolittle Raid in 1942. So after Pearl Harbor, mm -hmm. December 41. Right. Of course, America was freaking out. Yeah. So partly as kind of a stunt, partly as just kind of like a test, and partly just kind of like a, as a stunt, as I say, to boost morale, the the armed forces staged a bombing run over Tokyo in early 42. It's pretty early in the war. It was very kind of... Yeah. Pretty ballsy move. Like with little... There's a great movie about this. Which I think was made kind of at the time, maybe forty three or forty four. I, I should look that up. Uh, classic movie, yeah, it's made in nineteen forty four. Thirty seconds over Tokyo about the Doolittle raid. So they figured out they launched these bombers from aircraft carriers. Mm -hmm. These huge bombers, not huge, but big bombers. Yeah, because they didn't have any airfields close enough to, to Japan at that stage in the war. So they figure out how to launch these out uh, off of aircraft carriers and the plan was to fly over japan bomb tokyo and then continue on and, and land in china so that was the first bombing raid so it was a big made a big splash big mm -hmm. morale boost for the u.s of course and japan was shocked that they did that yeah and that they could reach into the homeland anyway so that was the first bomber and then uh Fast forward, after capturing the Marianas Islands in 1944, the mm -hmm. U.S. finally had a base close enough that they could do more. Bombing. So they started bombing in late November of 1944. And they started off with, I think this was their the first strategy in Europe as well, but daytime, high-altitude precision bombing. So like targeting like particular military targets like shipyards and stuff like that. And then... The beginning of 45, or early 1945, so they, uh, let me back up. So there were one or two firebombing attacks, and then this guy named Curtis LeMay 
was put in charge of the bombing campaign in, in the beginning of 1945. And Curtis LeMay is kind of like the, the key figure, kind of the architect of the firebombing campaign. So he's the one that kind of made the switch from high altitude precision bombing to, to low altitude, altitude kind of carpet yeah. firebombing, like area saturation. So a good background for this is uh, this movie by Errol Morris called Fog of War, Mm -hmm. which is basically like a a movie-length interview with Robert McNamara, who was Secretary of State uh, during the Vietnam War, but started working in government earlier than that. He worked for Curtis LeMay as part of this campaign. And this was all, you know, his entire career was just like spreadsheets, running wars right Mm -hmm. and it was in that movie that he said of course if if america had lost the war we would have been put on trial for war crimes anyway so the first firebombing raid against kobe was february 4th 1945 Mm. but things really picked up in march so when lemay switched to uh nighttime low altitude firebombing so march 9th and 10th was the big firebombing raid against Tokyo, which according to this this Wikipedia article calls the single most destructive air raid of the war. Mm -hmm. It was following that attack that the Japanese government ordered the evacuation of all school children in the third to sixth grades from the main cities, and 80% of them had had departed to the countryside by early April. Yes, I remember learning about that. So March 11th, they hit Nagoya. March 13th, Osaka. And the night of March 16th, early morning of the 17th, they struck Kobe. So I'm wondering if they're looking at this, a nighttime firebombing raid, and I'm wondering if they're looking at this raid in March. If they... I don't know if there was another, but they, I mean, this Wikipedia seems to pinpoint several specific raids, so I don't know if this is the one mm-hmm. at night. Anyway, the bombing continued through May, which involved the... the Battle of Okinawa happened in May, so there was a lot of bombing just in support of that campaign. Mm-hmm. And then more attacks in June. Kobe, uh, Osaka was hit June 1st. June 5th, Kobe was firebombed by day. 473 B-29s. And then in June, Osaka was hit three more times. So this one, this is a huge raid on Kobe. So I wonder if this is what we're seeing at the end of this minute. Mm-hmm. We see all these B-29s flying in the yeah. middle of the day. Mm-hmm. And somebody, we hear somebody say, this looks, this is a huge formation, right? What do they say? They say, don't they say, like... Taiki-san tai... Taiji. Taishu tai? Dashi desu na. In the subtitles. Here it's a large formation. So I wonder if this, that's this June 5th raid. It might be. And then the attacks shifted to smaller cities throughout July. Nishinomiya which is the city that they moved to in the movie, was attacked August 5th. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's also like, I'm sure that, you know, any time that they saw bombers in the sky, there was an alert like across, maybe across the country or certainly yeah. across the countryside or across the area. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to see, you know, air raids a bunch of times, especially in, when they're in the Nishinomiya that might not correspond to an actual raid on the town that they're in at that time. Yeah. So a lot of just trying to nail down the timeline here yeah. with a lot of depressing facts. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's a depressing movie. Yeah. So about, I think I can't 
remember where I heard this, but I think these hoods, yeah. the hood that Setsuko is wearing. Yeah. We see a bunch of other women wear them. I think they're like supposed to be protection against the raids. How? I have no idea. But I just... Seems like it would be something that could catch fire. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like another... Like if you're out and about, you want to be covered. You want to cover your head. Okay. And whatnot. So I think that's what... I can't remember where I heard this, but I think that's what I these... Because if that lands on your head, you, that's something that you can take off. Yeah. And throw throw aside. <laughs> yeah. More easily than your, your own hair. Yeah. But I think it's meant as like a, a cover. Hmm. Because, like, you see, like, all these women looking for shelter, and they're wearing them hood up, so. So that's, but that could just be what. It could just be the staple. The, yeah, the. The fashion. The standard clothing for that time. Yeah. Yeah, and then we see Seta, the school uniform, packing away food. So we see these guys, yeah, so we see these, this, like, civil service guy with, a, like, a little speaking trumpet mm-hmm. telling everybody to get to the shelters. What is that? Like rectangular tank next to the gate. Can you tell what's written on that or what this? Like the water tank, yeah. Oh, I don't know. You don't know. We don't know. It could it could be like a trash thing. Could be a water thing. I'm not sure. There's like a mop next to it, so it's almost yeah. like hey, I just collect some rainwater and use that to to clean mop the up my <laughs> mop up my my walkway or something. Yeah, it's convenient. Yeah. And then what about this little? little shed. shed is that like a shrine it doesn't like a little roadside shrine it doesn't look like a shrine because i feel like if it was a shrine there would be like a statue well, i wonder if there's like if there's the other side that we can't see is open mm. but it could just be a storage thing maybe you can, it could be like a doghouse maybe you can lift up the the roof or something yeah maybe yeah, yeah. And then we get a shot from inside the house looking at Seta in the backyard mm-hmm. i like the little floral the floral design with the bird on the branch mm-hmm. on the, one of the the walls the sliding screens yeah forget what that's called <laughs> shiori shoji is something i can't remember yeah but he's putting away food i think he's burying food because the there's a jar up behind him yeah it looks like umeboshi pickled plums yeah pickled plums yeah that makes sense it would make have, s- like some pickled something pickled that yeah. would last a long time. Yeah, so he's got this like huge urn or huge jar. Yeah, that's blue. Putting in, in the ground. So I assume that he's going to fill that up with food and then bury it. Yeah. Cover it with dirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you... I've talked about this movie before, but there's a... In this corner of the world, which is about Japan, It like it's about this girl who lives... Before. Oh, this is another movie. This is another movie. I thought movie. you were saying, I've talked about this movie, Grave of the Fireflies. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I talk about... In this corner of the world, which is about oh, a that's girl. the name of the movie. Yeah, and oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were saying no. I've, in this I've corner of the world, this, yes. <laughs> this in the movie Crave of the Fireflies, we see this corner of the world. No, that's not what you're saying. <laughs> no, no, no. There would be an interesting introduction <laughs> to like a paper. Yeah. On this, <laughs> I'm sure there are plenty. I'm sure. But there's a movie called In This Corner of the World. Yeah. Uh. I can't remember, like, or something like that. It's about the life of this girl who lives in Hiroshima or, like, near Hiroshima before the war, and it, and she yeah. lives after the war. So it's, so you know it's, it's not as 
Ghibli Minute. Minute.